Hey. Yes, 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 yes. Testing. Hey. Okay, let's go. Intro in three, two. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is such a pleasure to say hello to you today on this day um, and be greeting you here on this fifth episode of the Holy Perspective podcast. I'm your host, as you know by now, probably uh, my name is Kevin Roth, and it's been such a pleasure to um, record these episodes and uh, be able to share a little wisdom about life, a little bit about faith, and have had uh, some of my great friends on here. Um, before we get started, I do want to remind everyone of the mission of this podcast, which is to invest in the spiritual growth and personal development of every listener, uh, equipping you to overcome difficult struggles and to live a successful life, all while staying firm in your faith in a culture that opposes godliness. With every episode, our aim is to prepare you to cause an impact in your circle of influence and continually get you closer to fulfilling the purpose that God has created and designed you for. And with that being said, um, we're going to talk today about uh, singleness Um, and the, the, the podcast title, the podcast topic is How to Survive Being Single right? And I know it's a struggle. That's why I'm saying how to survive, right? Like it's life and death, because sometimes it feels that way as single people. Um, and, and I myself am someone that uh, I can talk about this because I'm 28 years old and single without having had, and I'm proud of this, a single relationship um, in my life, you know? And, and by that, I mean, I, I haven't... Um, dated anyone i haven't um been sexually active i haven't married anyone and i know what that feels like that's abstinence right and that's dedication to the lord um i'm not gonna say i haven't attempted to get to know anyone right i haven't had the desire of course i have but um i'll talk about my testimony here in a second but let's open up in a word of prayer um And then we'll dive straight into the topic. So, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this opportunity to just gather virtually and to honor your name and to be able to speak about this topic that I feel is so important for this generation, God. Um, Let your grace be uh, upon me as I speak these words and upon every listener that they may be blessed and have a takeaway from the Spirit from this episode, Lord. We just bless this time, this communication in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So before, let let me preface, let me start this off by saying, why am I qualified to talk about this? As I said, I'm 28 years old and single, right? The only quote-unquote girlfriend I had was in second grade, uh, and I don't consider that to have been a girlfriend, right? I may have kissed a girl back then, um... But obviously, at second grade, you don't know what the heck you're doing. So I don't really consider that to um, count. 
Um, obviously, throughout my lifetime, my teenage years, middle school, high school years, even in, well into college, there was girls that I had feelings for. Um, there were attempts made uh, from me as well as from others to uh, try to engage in a relationship. Um, but always, when those attempts were made, there was always a, an, a discerning from the Spirit, right? As, a, as godly people, we must discern before walking into a different season of our life. And I think if we genuinely discern and ask God, hey, is this the right time, the right season? He responds, right? And so I've always been prompted to stop and say, hey, this is not the right time. Um, and with that being said, I, I know the struggles of uh, a single person. I know what it feels like to be alone, to want to have someone by your side. I know what it feels like to just long to hold someone and share life with somebody, right? I know what it's like to have feelings for somebody that doesn't feel the same way towards you um, and vice versa, right? Sometimes um, somebody may feel the same, uh, some type of way towards you, but you don't feel the same way towards them. Um, and so I think navigating that, you know, those feelings, um, and, and being Christian, you know, if you're a person of faith and, uh, maybe, and even, even if you're not a person of faith, right. And you are choosing to abstain from relationships in a culture where it's so common, right. Where middle schoolers are making out, like going out and, and, it, it's become such common practice, not, not, not saying that that's a good thing. It's not a good thing, in my opinion. And we live in a hyper-sexualized culture in which we're um, enticed not to produce God-honoring relationships, in my opinion, but to produce lustful relationships, right, based on appearance. And because of that, I think this is a, a topic that it's so worth addressing um, because we live in a culture where if we, we're not in a relationship, right, and maybe you feel this pressure from your parents, from your peers, from your loved ones, from your friends, this status quo that if we're not in a relationship, what's wrong with you, right? Something's obviously wrong with you. Why aren't you with anyone? Why aren't you married yet, right? You should marry young. Um, and all of that kind of language just puts unnecessary pressure in us or on us to get into a relationship and sometimes make a big mistake, right? Get sexually active outside of, of marriage, um, rush into a relationship that ends up in um, emotional you know, trauma, um, divorce even. And so we have to be so discerning with uh, God's timing, guys. And we have to be so wise with, with this matter because uh, being in a relationship is, is something that is a serious thing, right? If you're a believer, if you're a Christian, once you establish, and, and by, what I mean by being in a relationship, obviously, this is, I'm speaking beyond friendships, right? You're getting to know someone with the intent to date them, but ultimately to marry them, right? And so we know um, if you're a Christian individual, person of faith, that you don't date, if you don't get to know somebody just to play around and um, 
see what happens, quote unquote, right? You, you date with in t- intentional, intentionality to marry them. Um, and I say all that to say, uh, to, really to present this situation in which we live in, this unnecessary overbearing pressure that we have as, as young people to be in a relationship, but also to say that it's, it's not a bad thing to be single, right? Singleness has its joyful sides to it, right? I think it's a wonderful thing to be single and just have your time open, right? If you want to work on projects, if you want to work on yourself, if you want to work on hobbies, maybe you can take a second job, right? Get some extra money. I don't think people realize this. Um, Being in a relationship, it it requires a lot of time and dedication. Um, And once we step into that season, uh, and and we go from being single to being in a relationship, um, our time now, a substantial portion of it is going to be dedicated towards this other person, right? And I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but it is a big change, right? And um, there's wonderful things about being single, right? And discovering yourself and connecting with the Lord. And so um, that being said, I'm going to jump into my notes here. That was kind of like a brief introduction overview of what this is going to be about. But we live in a culture in which, um, again, marriage, right? I would probably add the word sex in there, right? This is, this is not a PG, PG podcast, right? The adults, young adults listening to this. Marriage and sex are seen as the pinnacle of society, right? The ultimate goal in society. Once you marry, you, have, you build a family, you have a big house, big backyard, a dog, whatever you can add to that list. That is the goal, right? The American dream being in a relationship, establishing a family. Um, And I want to take a step back here and say, hey, that's not the most important thing in life. I would argue that honoring God, fulfilling our purpose, whatever we were designed to do on this earth is the most important thing in this life. And that's independent of if we're married or unmarried, right? Marriage is not a prerequisite for us pursuing God. God comes first. Um, and so marriage has become in today's society, both the most, the biggest attraction and the biggest distraction in human life. Um, in the United States, unfortunately, this is current stance. 50% of married couples end up in divorce. The sixth highest divorce rate in the world is here in the United States. That's very high considering how many countries are out there. The church um, is, does a little bit better in those numbers. I believe the church divorce rate is somewhere between 20 and 30%. right? And you can look up these stats, look up the divorce rates in the United States, and they have them by state. But this is overall. right? And, and you hear all the time. Unfortunately, we, we live in a state in which there are a lot of young people without fathers and mothers, mainly fathers that are not there for them. Um, 
we we hear all the time of people who are living together but unmarried. We hear all the time about people who are on their second, third marriage. And why is that? Because again, marriage is 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 often something that people hastily rush into, right? Hastily move into. Um why is is marriage so attractive? Well, obviously we're attracted to the opposite sex. We're attracted to this concept of having being being with somebody, sharing life with somebody, right? Having a family settling, which is not a bad thing. We're attracted to it. But why is it more importantly, why is it a distraction? Well, because seeking a relationship outside of God's timing becomes a hindrance for our life. I'll say that one more time. Seeking a relationship outside of God's timing for us becomes a hindrance for our life. We cannot fulfill his will for us. We cannot fulfill our purpose on this earth if we are in a relationship outside of God's timing, meaning it's not the right time, it's not the right person, because now our interest and our energy, it's, it's going to be largely devoted towards that person. And, and in our heart, if this is wrong, if this is done outside of God's timing, our heart will become stained and burdened. Why? Because when we're in a relationship with someone, there is a spiritual exchange. The word says that two become one flesh. All of a sudden, our interests, our emotions, our spirits intertwine, begin begin to become one in a sense, right? And I'm I'm not I'm not advocating for sex here. I'm choosing my words carefully, but there is, surely there is an emotional entanglement that takes place. And because of that, marriage or a relationship outside of God's timing becomes a distraction. So there are three big points I want to talk about today in regards to singleness. And the first one is, it's not necessary to be married in order to fulfill your purpose. And before I go on, I just remembered I want to say a quick hello to all our friends in the Philippines listening. We have so many uh, people from the Philippines listening to this podcast. God bless y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, people in Miami, Las Vegas, Ashburn, I believe Belgium too. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I encourage you to share it with your friends. Um, I know some of y'all are fans of the guests we've had so far on this podcast. And so thanks for tuning in. If you'd be so kind enough to leave us a review in Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen, you can uh, search us up, Holy Perspective Podcast, and share this episode with your loved ones. Anyway, moving on. It is not necessary to be married in order to fulfill your purpose on this earth. Why do I say that? Because in scripture, we have examples of Jesus Christ, never married Elisha, never married Paul, never married I'm sure there are other examples but from the top of my head. These are the ones I can remember who fulfilled their purpose without being married, right? In fact, the Bible encourages singleness in some passages and really paints it as a good thing, right? If you read 1 Corinthians chapter 7 in the Bible, I'm going to read verse 7 through 9 and then verses 32 through 35. Right. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse seven says, I wish that all of you were as I am. This is Paul speaking to us now to the church. But each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift. Another has that. 
right? God has gifted us all differently. Now to the unmarried and to the widows, I say it is good for them to stay unmarried. Look at that as I am. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Now here it's saying in the context of like, let's say you're in a relationship and you're like severely tempted to have sex, right? And you're unmarried. Well, it's better to marry and avoid that temptation, the possibility of sinning altogether. And um, it's some people call this having guilt-free sex, right? Um, obviously, you never want marriage to be grounded on the on this idea that uh, oh, I'm just gonna get married so we can, you know, just pleasure, you know, for the sake of pleasure, for the sake of sex. That is not something to root a relationship upon. But I want to read verses 32 and 35 so I can get to a point. So Paul goes on and he says, "I would like you to be free from concern." Look at this. This is key right here, guys, to understand one of the advantages of, of uh, singleness. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Right? How he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the, the affairs of this world. How he can please his wife. One more time, I'm going to read that. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs and how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world and how he can please his wife. In the same way, his interests are divided, it says. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned of the Lord's, about the Lord's affairs, right? Just like the man. She's focused on the Lord. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord, both in body and spirit. Hmm. That's so good. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. I am saying this for your own good, Paul goes on to say, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right and un and in a right way and in undivided devotion to the Lord. So what's the principle here? When we are in a relationship and married, our devotion is split. No longer are we 100% devoted to the Lord. We are now devoted to pleasing and honoring the interests of that other person. And this, guys, is a, is a game changer. Because that's why it's so important to find the right person. Because if this is a person who does not share the same values, who does not share the same interest, who is not godly as we are godly, then when we fulfill those interests, those interests will not be the same as our interests. Those interests will not be the same as God's interests. And all of a sudden, we're going to be in a, in a juggling match, right? We're going to be trying to honor God and honor this person, but we're going to be split apart, like going in two different directions if it's the wrong person. If it's the right person, then the interests, now when we devote time to them, we will be honoring God, right? Because we are fulfilling His will. And this is a person that will multiply us, that will bless us, 
that will rejuvenate us, right? And that's why it's so important to choose wisely. Um, so I, I, I say and I visit this passage to bring up this concept that being single is not a bad thing, regardless of what culture tries to tell us, our parents tell us, whoever is out there trying to like pressure us and tell us that it's, it's a bad thing. It's not. In fact, the Bible encourages it. And in your single lot, in your singleness, we, in our singleness, we can discover the Lord like we've, we never have before. It's just such a wonderful season in which we can come to know Him and, and just spend countless hours in His presence and in His Word and in prayer. And I'll tell you guys, this is the most important season of your life in which you're building yourself up, discovering your identity, discovering your passion, discovering what you want to do for the rest of your life. It is in your singleness you don't marry and then get to know God. You don't marry and then get to know yourself. So that's why singleness it is a season of growth in which we must use our time intentionally. Hmm. The reality is that even though being single is, is a good thing, just to be frank, and, and I put myself here in this basket with whoever else is going through this, Many of us desire to be with someone despite being single. And that's not a bad thing, right? Paul says up here, um, it, it, it's interesting. One has this gift. Another has that, right? Each of you has your own gifts. Some have come to believe that being a celibate, right? Celibacy, which is the idea of just choosing a life of singleness throughout your life, never marrying anyone ever. It is a gift from God, right? You will have no desires to be with someone in your heart. That's not me. That's not something I'm called to do, right? I desire to share my life with somebody and build a family. That's a good desire, right? In the beginning, God said, be fruitful and multiply. Be married, right? Um, this is a mandate. And it's a wonderful thing to, I think, uh, that God gives us this gift of procreation, of building a family, of seeing your little ones grow up in the Lord. But again, all of that in God's timing with the right person is good and beneficial, right? It's, it's like, think about driving, right? Is driving a good thing? By all means, right? Save money on the bus, you can be independent, get yourself around, right? You can go to work, go to school, whatever. But driving, you know, giving your keys to a 12, 13-year-old, it's not necessarily a good idea, right? Because they're inexperienced. They're not ready. They're not mature enough. They haven't experienced the road. Maybe they can they can start to see, learn about driving, be come to the passenger seat, but not drive at that age. And so it's the same concept with marriage and being in a relationship, um, stepping into it too early can have devastating effects, right? Just like the, the 12, 13-year-old can have a car accident if they uh, are, are allowed to drive, so can we have a, a devastating impact on that other person and that person in our hearts if we do it outside of the right timing. So the question being, what can we do while we are waiting 
right? Well, we are single and we have these desires. Uh, number one, we can spend quality time with God, alone time with God. This is a game changer, guys. I can tell you every time I go into prayer and I spend a good 25, 30, 45 minutes, sometimes multiple times a day, um, it's so rejuvenating, guys. It's just, wow. I cast my cares, like the word says, on him. And it's like there's, there's, there's nothing greater than in the world than to be in his presence. There's nothing more satisfying, nothing more fulfilling. And it doesn't matter what I've gone through throughout the day, what my desires are, what my anxiousness is. If I spend time with my father, with my Abba, hmm, I just feel rejuvenated, right? And it's the most wonderful thing. So in our singleness, if I can say, the one thing we should be focused on is building our relationship with our heavenly father through scripture reading, through prayer, through worship. Number two is investing time in close friends and community. Just because we're not in a relationship doesn't mean we shouldn't have meaningful friendships in our life. I encourage you to weekly gather with friends, loved ones, and have meaningful community. And we'll expand a little bit more about what community means. But first, we're going to go through these points. Point number three Number one, spend time with God. Number two, spend time with others. Number three, practice the light. Enjoy your singleness. Enjoy your life. Find hobbies. Read books. Go on walks. Play chess. Play basketball. Find a sport. Find something that you enjoy and do it. Your time should not be spent in misery, longing. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Oh, if only... I had the significant other, all my problems would go away. That's a lie from the enemy, right? Your time of singleness, wow, it could be a time in which you just discover things about yourself you never knew and it, and just have fun, enjoy it, right? I myself, I'm a chess player. I go to the movies, I hang out with friends, I read, I'm working on this podcast project, which I... I wonder if I'd be able to do it if I was in a relationship. Obviously, I think God works things out wonderfully that if we find a significant other um, while being busy, that it just works out, right? We'll be able to manage it because he's called us to it. But I'm, what I'm trying to say is like in your single, in your single days is, is the time to work on these projects, hobbies, and delight in your time. And number four volunteer in your community or church right find something to occupy your free time with we're most vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy and loneliness and depression when we are stagnant when we are alone when we're not doing anything if we dedicate our time intentionally in service towards others that's the biggest tool. That's the biggest warfare we can do against the enemy. Keeping ourselves busy for the Lord and for others. So volunteer. Whether it's, it's in a, a community shelter with the homeless, whether it's feeding others, donating your clothes, whether it's like home groups, veterans ministry, whether it's in production, uh, whatever it may be. It's at your school, whether you're cleaning. Maybe you're going out and you're 
doing outreaches and informing people about certain things. Just get out there and get involved. So now we're going to expand uh, to point number two, which is community. But these are three big points about singleness. The first one was it's not necessary to be married to fulfill your purpose. The second one is finding good community is crucial. Finding good community is crucial. When we read scriptures in Genesis chapter 2, there's a very famous quote that is used. It is not good for man to be alone. Right? God, our Father, He creates Adam. He puts him in the garden. He says, rule over the birds, rule over the sea. Take care of my land. Tend to the animals. Subjugate the earth. And then he noticed. He saw Adam by himself. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. Many people use this verse and spin it off to mean man was designed to be in marriage, right? A, a man without a woman is incomplete. And I couldn't disagree more. I'm sorry if this is triggering you or it goes against your theology. I don't agree with that. When God created Adam, he created Adam by himself. He could have created both man and woman together, but he created Adam first for a reason. And he put him in the garden to work and to be busy. Then he brought Eve into his life and he said, it is not good for man to be alone. Why did God, God said that? Why did God say that? I believe that when God said that to Adam, he was referring to mankind. He was giving us the message that it is not good for us to live lives alone. You remember, Adam was the first man ever created. In him existed all the generations that were to come, right? From his seed came the rest of humanity. Without Adam, there is no humanity. So when God said it is not good for man to be alone, he said it is not good for mankind to remain in this man right we have to expand and i have to give him others that he could share his share with and share life with and navigate struggles with and um what i'm trying to say is that this does not necessarily mean marriage you can have good meaningful community and friendships that allow you to experience life in its fullness navigate lives seek wisdom live life together but not necessarily be in a relationship. Um, it is possible for man to manifest and women to manifest the kingdom of God and for, and, uh, or fulfill the entirety of God's kingdom without being in a relationship, but it is not possible for us to manifest that kingdom without other people, right? We need other people to carry out our vision, our purpose, our plans. There's, we can't run a business by ourselves. We can't teach ourselves, right? Math, English, grammar, psychology, blah, blah, blah. We, we have experts in different fields. We have different giftings. Because God designed us as a body to need one another. It is not good for man to be alone. Why? Because no man is perfect. No man has all the secrets, all the knowledge. 
we are designed to live in community. So God said, it's okay to be single, right? Unmarried. He didn't say it's not, it's not okay. It is not good for man to be unmarried. It is not good for women to be unmarried. It is not good for women to be single without a man. He did not say that. He said, it is not good for man to be alone. It's a big difference there. Without. So that word alone means without relationships with others. So the point here is, you don't have to be married to be complete. We are complete in Christ if we come to know him truly. There's nothing that we can need outside of Christ. He gives us all fulfillment, joy, peace, love, forbearance, um, a sense of purpose, a sense of fulfillment. You are enough, worthy in God's eyes. He wants to use you as you are right now in your singleness, in your season of singleness. He wants to use you. But again, he wants to use you to bless others and in connection to others. God created a single man first, not a married man. And I hope that encourages you because it has blessed me and it blesses me now even. So find a community that aligns with your values. Share meaningful time weekly with them at least once a week. You could look for young adult groups, sports teams, online social media groups. Nowadays we have Zoom and I don't know what, what else is out there. Tumblr, TikTok, there's a new social media every week. But anyway, you could find some sort of community and uh, small home groups, friends, a mentor. Just get out there, socialize, connect, because that will help you so significantly in your singleness season. And that's what helps me. All these things that I'm sharing, guys, these are things that I practice myself. The third thing, third, three big things about singleness. We're going to talk about practical reasons, practical reasons why being single is good. You save money, right? Being in a relationship is expensive, especially if you have a, a girl or a guy that's very picky, that likes high class, high end, high maintenance. They like to call on people. Uh, they want fancy stuff, right? You save money on outings, gifts, Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a big one. Some people say Valentine's Day is a scam. Is it a scam? I don't know. I know I don't, I don't have to spend money on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I'm happy. Expensive birthday gifts, you name it, right? Um, I know people, couples that have been so uh, focused on making the other person happy and, and just spending a, a, an absurd about amount of money on them. Um, that's not necessary. The right person will love you for who you are without the need of having to buy them all this fancy stuff. So you save money. Number two, you save yourselves arguments, right? The wrong relationship will lead unnecessarily in a lot of conflict, especially if the interests and values are not aligned. Um, and people tend to argue for the dumbest reasons, especially, um, again, when it's a, it, it's a relationship outside of God's will. Uh, save yourself headaches with the parents, with, you know, the, just the drama that comes along with relationships. Uh, the third thing is you will not be frustrated, right? Being accompanied by the wrong person will bring nothing but frustration. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to feel stuck. You're going to be like, wow, what did I get myself into? Um, and, and once you're married, man, again, that's why I keep saying the right person, the right time, because once you're married, you're stuck. There's no justifiable reason to divorce ourselves, according to scripture, outside of 
adultery, which means you got cheated on. And what's the other thing? Abuse, right? Physical abuse. Um, and so obviously I don't desire that for anyone, but you obviously, you want to filter through candidates carefully before you step into marriage. Ultimately, there is nothing wrong inherently with wanting to be with somebody, right? It's natural. We all go through that at some point, I think. In fact, it is necessary for us, and this is me bring balance to the conversation, um, and it is necessary for in order for us to be fruitful and multiply like God asked us to, we need to be married and have a family. And I believe the vast majority of you listening to this podcast episode, God's got someone for you. And that longing that you have to be with somebody is not wrong. But do not allow your single season to suffer. Enjoy it. Make the most out of it. Because it's a wonderful thing. Just like it's a wonderful thing to find the right person and share life with them. I'm sure of it. I have met, I have plenty of friends who have married in the Lord. And wow, it they just, they radiate, right? They radiate God's glory. They, uh, they just, they become better versions of themselves. And I wouldn't say they become complete, but that person... That right person becomes a support system for them. So now, instead of feeling held back, they can take off, right? Because they have someone to lean on. They have someone to support them. And that's something that we all should want, right? God said Eve was the ideal helper for Adam. That means she was specifically designed for his needs, to care for those needs, and vice versa, right? The right man will be a great leader, a great protector, a great provider. Um, the right woman will be a great carer, a great lover, kind in her rebuke, I believe. Proverbs 31. And so, this is these are the attributes we should look for, for the right person. And if you haven't found that person yet, take heart. Continue to seek community. Wait patiently in the Lord. Meet new people. But most importantly, refuge yourself. And your relationship with Christ Jesus. And he will empower you to uh, get through it. Fun fact, I was, I was reading this, um, researching this a couple days ago. And 50% of people meet their significant other through one of these means. A common friend was number one. Work or school, right? Or at church or religious organization. So chances are, if you are in community... If you're serving, if you're uh, volunteering, if you're out there, you're going to meet them eventually, right? Statistically speaking, right? there are exceptions, right? Some people I've heard they meet on social media. There are online dating apps. That's a different top topic for another day, how we feel about those things. But uh, the whole point is like as, as you involve yourself in community, you create more options, more opportunities, more possibilities to meet that significant uh, other. Um, and finally, how do we know we're ready? Right, this is the big question. Like we're single, we're making the most out of it, we're enjoying, how do we know it's the right time? I can say today at 28 years old, I'm in a comfortable spot where I feel like I'm ready. Right, and how can I say that? 
Number one, I know what the Lord has called me to do. He's called me to help other young adults. He's called me to be a communicator and to be a builder of people. I feel like I can I can confidently say I can confidently say that I've discovered this praise God what he's called me to do in my life. So the first thing should be, hey, do you know where you're headed in life? Once you're in a relationship, you come together in agreement for a mission, for a purpose, to head somewhere together. Okay, so the first thing is you need to know where you're headed in life. What were you designed for? What's your purpose? Right, I'm not talking about career here. Everyone has some sort of work. I'm talking about purpose. Uh, number two, are you financially stable, right? This is a basic one that we hear all the time, but can you support yourself <laughs> in the most basic principle, right? And I'm sorry, this might come off controversial, but if you're still living with parents, there are some exemptions to this, but I don't think you're ready, right? You need to be able to sustain yourself. You need to be able to live on your own, take care of your own needs, right? Do your own laundry, <laughs> cook your own food, be independent because once you're with somebody, now you've lived by yourself. You know what it's like and you don't need the other person, right? You're not going to get married so that they can take care of all your needs. You should come to marriage offering something, right? And you can offer only offer something if you've learned to be independent. Um, so those are two things, right? Knowing your purpose. Um being well off financially and i think a big thing is uh knowing yourself right your identity um maybe some of you still have to get over some past traumas um maybe some of you are struggling with addiction uh, maybe some of you are struggling with self-worth and low self-esteem right um, and i'm not saying you have to be perfect before getting into a relationship um, we're all in a journey, right? I'm on a journey myself, but knowing yourself in the Lord is absolutely crucial. So you should know your worth in God before stepping into that and um, at least be making a genuine effort to to overcoming any struggles in your life, right? Because once we're in a relationship, problems don't go away. We carry them over and many times your problems become the other person's problems and we wouldn't want to bring damage uh, and emotional baggage into a, a, another person's life right because we care and love for them so these are some of the ways that uh, we can know we're ready in my opinion there are probably other stuff that i'm forgetting about but ultimately i want to wrap this episode up and um talk about the three big points about singleness number one it's not necessary to be married in order to fulfill your purpose jesus did it paul did it elisha did it and adam was working before eve came into the picture vice versa for women women you don't need a man to fulfill your purpose in the lord you can very much do that with without a man but there's something beautiful in coming together within a relationship with the right person at the right time what i'm trying to say is that you don't have to wait to get married to start working towards your purpose start now number two 
finding good community, right? Find people that you can live life with, share your heart with. Uh, don't wait till you're married to do that. We can find that now through young adult groups, through ministry, through volunteer service, etc. And number three, we gave some practical reasons why being single is good. You save money, you save yourself arguments, you don't, you're not frustrated, and you self, you save your, you save, you save yourself. I forgot to mention this one. You save yourself the risk of being tempted, or fornicating, or having sex outside of marriage. Um, you save yourself the possibility of being pregnant, and that's a big one, guys. Especially with how high abortion rates are nowadays, and all that jazz and that's a topic for another time but ultimately again i want to encourage you if you're in a single season right now god bless you i'm with you i'm in that journey right now and uh, it's a wonderful thing if you choose to use that time wisely um and so i just want to encourage you i hope that today's podcast bless you i forgot to mention how you can support the podcast so i'll, I'll kind of plug that in now um if this podcast has blessed you then one of the ways you can pay it forward um, is visiting our website holyperspectivepodcast.com slash donate again that's holyperspectivepodcast.com slash donate on there there's a form you can fill out to donate via paypal you could also donate via cash app to money sign holy perspective um, keep in mind this podcast is completely free no sponsors and I do that intentionally because I want to bless you guys without interruptions and help you guys navigate these struggles, right? Like singleness today. So please consider donating. Um, everything helps and will help us bring more guests, will help us to expand this podcast. Um, but if you can't right now, that's okay too. The best thing you could do is pay it forward by sharing this podcast with somebody, one person that you love and that you think will benefit from it. But that being said, I thank you all for tuning in today. I hope that today's message encouraged you. Uh, my name is Kevin Roth, and I will see you all next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. See you guys.